Are you ready to live the all-in life? Then welcome to the All In Podcast Show, sharing the defining moments of impact-driven entrepreneurs, industry pioneers, and transformative leaders as they showcase their defining moments and went all in on their business and found true success. From the early steps in their journey to the moment they truly took their commitment to their life and business to another level, we'll give you the insight you need to go all in on your dream life. Now here's your host, Daniel Giordano. Okay, welcome to the show today. I'm excited to uh, share with you a, um, uh, a dynamic person that's in the speaking and podcasting industry that's going to be able to share you know, how to get your message out there. I'm just excited to hear your story, Carrie. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Daniel. It's such an honor to be here with you and your listening audience today. Uh, great. Um, so I always like to jump right into the nitty gritty of like where you're from originally and a little bit about your background and upbringing. Oh, well, basically, I'm originally, I was born in Maryland. Um, I just outside of, I was in, uh, outside of Baltimore in Harvard County. Um, my family moved to Florida when I was only 12. So I do consider myself a native Floridian. And I grew up in the Panhandle area, um, two hours from Tallahassee and an hour away from Panama City Beach. So very small town, you know, two stoplights, um, you know, they had one restaurant when we moved there. It was a Hardee's restaurant, just very small town. We had 75 people in my graduating class in high school. Um, so, I, you know, that's where I grew up, small town. And I've lived all over Florida. I've lived in Jacksonville um, and I've lived in Orlando. This is, which is where I'm at now. I've lived here. This is my third time in central Florida and uh, just absolutely love it. So, um, you know, that's kind of a little bit about my background. Um, I've been an entrepreneur for, uh, June will be 16 years um, being an entrepreneur. And then prior to that, I had careers in the legal industry. I've worked as a legal assistant. I worked as an executive admin for C-level staff in the construction industry. And I also worked in the sales arena. Uh, as well, doing inside and outside sales prior to starting my business. Perfect. So, so from when you were in the corporate or, you know, the traditional job environment, right? What was it that, you know, was that calling or next step for you to realize that you wanted to be an entrepreneur? Yeah, kind of like my aha moment. Well, right. I grew up in an entrepreneurial home. My dad was an electrician. He's retired now, but he had his own company. And growing up, I, you know, my mother didn't work when I was really young, but she did when I got older, she decided to go back to work. Um, so my father was actually the one who had that flexibility to take me to school, uh, pick me up from school. If I was sick for some reason, he was the one who came to get me because he owned the company. He could kind of do what he wanted. During the summers when I was little, um, I was a little bit of a tomboy and my father, uh, he's always had a passion for boats, antique boats and motors. And I do remember he bought a cabin cruiser when I was a little girl and he was going to redo the whole, he redid the whole inside and outside. And he spent a summer doing that, you know, and what he would do is he would work during the morning and then he would get me in the afternoon and we would spend, you know, we'd have lunch together and then I would help him on the boat from like 12 to five. 
so it's growing up in that environment. It's, it's different. You know, when you have a parent who has to work eight to five, they have to be at their job. Um, clearly I didn't have to deal with that when I was a child. So I, I saw the world as I don't understand why I can't take this time off. This doesn't make any sense. So I had some really great corporate jobs. Um, you know, most jobs that I've had, most people are like, hey, this is great. I'll be set for life. But there was always something inside of me that was like, this is not me. I, I don't, I, I want to be the boss. I don't, you know, I can follow orders, but I don't want to have to take them. I have better ideas. Um, but kind of my aha moment, I, uh, at the time I was living here in Orlando and I was working for an outside, doing outside sales for a staffing agency. And I was doing business to business. So I, it was my job to go out and get job orders for the recruiters to fill. And then if we got too busy, I would also do recruiting. Um, but even though with the sales positions, those seemed to make me thrive because I was like, here's your job, go do it. You know, and it's kind of like sink or swim. So I was able to thrive really well in that because I had no one looking over my shoulder and a few things changed with the company where they brought in new management and we got someone who's considered a micromanager, um, which did not sit well with me. And prior to that, I had already thought about starting my own business. Now, with my business, I have two different divisions. I work with speakers, but I also work with pageant and beauty contestants uh, doing the same thing, you know, helping them get booked, helping them get media interviews. And, um, you know, my job, my, what I was going to do was start my own um, image consulting agency to work with models, actors, pageant contestants, you know, that's kind of really, because I modeled when I was very young, um, so I had that background, and I thought, this is what I really want to do, this is what I'm passionate about, I had already been teaching part-time at John Casablanca at one of the locations in Florida, and I'm like, this is what I want to do. So I took a year to work part-time. I saved extra money. You know, and back then it was different. Like we were just talking about like websites. Um, now you can design your own with very little experience. Well, back then, if you didn't have coding and things like that, you, you know, I had to, I had to pay someone to design my website and get it up and running. Uh, that's how long ago this was. And I just started to save money, um, kind of doing my exit plan. And then the time came, uh, it was like, okay, it's time to jump off the cliff. And I put in my two week notice at my job. And I, you know, that Friday, I remember, and I remember this like it was yesterday, but I was like, it was my last day and I'm thinking, oh great, I'm free. I'm not gonna have to, you know, this is so wonderful. And I remember waking up Monday morning at my regular time and it was very overcast, you know, it was getting ready to rain here, you know, in Orlando, which you know, during the summer it does all the time. And I remember looking, I went out to my dining room window and I looked out the window and no sun shining, no nothing. And I thought, gosh, what did I just do? But I'll tell you that was 16 years ago and I would not trade my worst day as an entrepreneur for my best day in corporate. I do think it's, it's the right, when it's the right fit, it's the right fit. Um, it, entrepreneurship is not for everyone, but it's definitely something, there's been a lot of ups and downs clearly, um, but you have that too when you work at a regular job. So it's, but it's just been an amazing experience and I'm looking forward to so many, so many more amazing years. Right. So, you know, it's always fascinating to me to hear, like, because there's times that, you know, 
some of the uh, some of the stuff we get to do as entrepreneurs, those dark, lonely moments or the challenges that we face that we're like, what do we do? Or why did we do this? You know, and then you look at the person that has the nice cushy job, the consistent revenue, you know, the consistent income, the, you know, quote unquote, security of a job, you know, which may or may not exist these days. Right. But if you look at that, it's like there's times we think like, you know, it would be nice to have that. Right. But we know what we're trading, you know, with the freedom and the things that, you know, the creativity, the things we want to be able to achieve that are bigger than that, you know, that job. So I think it's a, you know, it's exciting to see that, you know, that you've had that awareness right away. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. And, yeah. And I'll say two things that I have really learned is number one, it, this is never a straight line. You know, when I started my business, like I said, I wanted to do image consulting. I wanted to do, you know, work with models, actors, pageant contestants. And that actually went on the back burner. Um, what happened was I had done so many networking events when I was working in corporate, I would have so many people and I had a knack for connecting people. So I would have different organizations like BNI, like, um, you know, some women's networking groups that would be like, hey, we're going to start a new chapter in this area. Would you help us? And I'm like, you know, there's a lot of time and effort that goes into this. So if I'm going to do this kind of thing, I, I might as well get paid for it. So I actually started to um, do my own networking events because I wound up um, doing so many of these for other people. I'm like, why don't I do this for myself until my image consulting takes off? And that took off. I started getting people together, you know, at like Borders Books in the morning for coffee or, you know, then we started doing lunch events and then that turned into trade shows. Uh, it kind of took on a life of its own. And, you know, the things that I really wanted to do took, you know, went on the back burner and didn't come out until probably about five or six years ago, uh, where I really moved that to the forefront. Um, and, you know, so it's never a straight line is, is one thing. And the other thing I learned is your life can change in an instant and it can change positively or it can change negatively. And you look at what's been going on, Daniel, in the world right now, you know, 2021, like, you know, so many people have been saying, you know, we, a lot of business owners have been hurting financially because of 2020. Um, you know, they've gotten to a point where they're like, hey, I, you know, I need help. I need kind of like a lifeline. Um, and sometimes, too, you have to just sit down and figure out, okay, what do I need? Nobody's, you know, I'm the entrepreneur. I'm the business owner. I have to figure out how I'm going to do this and basically save yourself. You know, because you're the entrepreneur, you're in the driver's seat. You're not in the back seat, you're in the driver's seat. So what you do matters. And sometimes it's just changing or altering your plan a little bit. And you may need $10,000 one day. And by the end of the week, you have 20. That's how quickly it can change. And I think that's what a lot of people don't understand. Now, obviously that doesn't happen by magic. You have to put the work and the time and the effort in, but that's what's being, you know, what's being an entrepreneur. That's what it's all about. Right. And that's, uh, you know, it's really cool to, to see that, you know, with someone with your experience, because sometimes you'll have, uh, you know, some of us are, uh, you know, risk takers where, you know, we'll jump right in. I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. I've only had two quote unquote jobs, right? Mm -hmm. um, when I was much younger. Um, but when I look at those decisions of, okay, here's the direction I'm going, right? And uh, looking at it from the perspective, okay, this is what I'm doing and the reason why we're doing it, right? You know, the freedom behind it, the, you know, for the family, the things that, that, that motivate us. When you look at where you're currently at, you know, currently at now, right? Knowing all the challenges and the things you've faced, right? What would you tell someone that like is in this place of like, okay, they may have just made the decision to leave their job and wondering, 
or maybe they may have been forced out of a job based on the current world events, right? Uh, you know, what would you tell them would be the number one thing that you'd say, hey, you know, what, fill in the blank. <laughs> well, without a doubt, I would, you know, what I normally will tell people when they do come to me and say, hey, I'd love to do what you do. I'd love to have my own business. I would say the biggest thing is be ready to make sacrifices mm -hmm. because you're going to make them. You know, like, for example, like I'm like I told you, I'm getting ready to go to kickboxing class after our interview. But what people don't know is that, you know, I was up until one o'clock in the morning working. You know, sometimes I'm up until two or three in the morning working and I have to sleep in a little bit to catch up on my sleep. And they're thinking, oh, you slept in, not realizing what happened and transpired the night before. So right. for every action, there's a reaction. So be ready to make sacrifices. Um, there have been times that I have done, you know, I, I've scheduled, like I'll do a media blitz and, or what I call a media blitz, where for 90 days, I, I book as many interviews as I can. I write as many articles as I can. And then I take the next 90 days and I promote those. So, you know, even with that, you know, there've been times like on a Friday night where there's a family gathering and I'm not there yet because I'm still recording a podcast because the podcast host can't get me in until eight or nine that night. You know, so I've missed out on things, but it's, you know, you, there's always going to be sacrifices that have to be made. Right. And there's always going to be things that you have to do. So I think that would probably be the biggest thing I would tell someone. Yeah. So, and that's, that's great. So um, it made me think of this, right? Because it's been a common thread and I've experienced this. So I'm wondering if you have, right. Um, that guilt we have as entrepreneurs that have families, right. Of taking time away from the family. Can you share a little bit about that? Well, I can't, I mean, I can share a little bit. I'm not married and I have no uh -huh. children. So it's a little bit right. different for me. Right. Um, but even so, you know, for example, you know, this past year, you know, I, I went home or last year I did go home to uh, see my parents. It was my dad's birthday, mm -hmm. um, you know, but I didn't go home for Thanksgiving or for Christmas because, you know, not so much because of COVID, but because I had too much catching up to do, right. you know, so did I miss out on that time? Yes. Um, was it a necessity? Yes, because I have to pay my bills. You know, if you have a family, you're responsible for feeding them, right. for making sure the electric is on, that they have food to eat, that they have clothes to wear. So if you're not working, you know, um, it's, it's going to take away from that. Now, you know, I think as entrepreneurs, we all need to work on having better boundaries. Um, you know, so for example, when people, and I get this a lot too, hey, can I pick your brain? No, I used to do that all the time. And now I have it. It's like, sure. And I send them a link where they can pay uh, for the consultation and it's 30 minutes. And I've never had anybody do that. And then I never hear from them again because they get, I value my time. Right. So it's doing little things like that to ensure that you are protecting your boundaries. And let's just say, um, I don't know, maybe you have a child that does soccer and soccer practice or soccer games are on Saturday. So go ahead and clear out your schedule, block that out as family time, treat it as an appointment. And, you know, if you have something that's come up, that's like, Hey, I have to do this, then fine. But at least it kind of gets you in that realm of, okay, I know that's family time that's carved out for family time right. because you can't be available to your clients and to prospective clients 24 seven, that never works. Um, another tip I would say I, on my calendar from eight to 10 in the morning, I have it. Nobody can book any time. That's my, what's called executive time. That is my time to journal, get ready for the day. Um, look at my schedule, uh, to start the day out. Right. 
And so like, even when people have access to my schedule and they, can, they can't schedule anything between eight and 10. Right. And that's a non-negotiable for me because I need that time. So be really good about setting boundaries and, you know, make sure that you, you know, you have to make an effort in everything. And I think, you know, scheduling time for your family has to be um, whether you work for a company or whether you work for yourself, it's got to be um, a non-negotiable. Right. Perfect. So as you um, are continuing your journey here, obviously you have this bigger vision that you're striving towards, right? So what does that look like for you? Oh, well, right now, um, our big picture, what we want to see is to have a thousand, you know, we want to be able to help a thousand pageant contestants build, turn, take their platform and turn it into profit. Uh, that's the name of that program, Platform to Profit. So we want to help a thousand pageant contestants take their platform, monetize it, be able to write a book, get booked as a speaker, do media interviews, and build up their branding. So that's our big goal for this year. And we'd like to do the same thing for Book Speak Repeat on the speaker side to be able to help a thousand speakers, you know, because, um, you know, every industry has changed and the speaking industry is no exception, um, you know, helping them alter their message to fit into the world that we live in now uh, where they can still help people and, you know, help them with finding more opportunities so they can get the word out about what they're doing and who they help. Perfect. I love it. So, um... How do people find out more about you? Well, if you're a speaker, go to bookspeakrepeat.com and you can learn more about what we do, how we help speakers, um, you know, how we work with them and whether, you know, it's somebody who's established or somebody who's like, hey, I've thought about being a speaker, but I don't know where to start. We also have an in-house speaker academy that we do virtually uh, that's self-paced. So we work with new speakers as well. Okay. Well, I appreciate you taking the time today, Carrie, to come out and share your share your message with the world. And I'm excited to continue the, see the continued journey that you're going to have and the success you're going to have impacting more people's lives and helping those probably more than thousand, right? Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited for that. So thank you for taking the time. I appreciate you being here. And thank you for the opportunity, Daniel. We want to thank you for being all in with us on today's episode of the All In Podcast Show. For more information and resources based on today's discussion, as well as ways to connect to our guests, head to allinpodcast.com. That's available exclusively on allinpodcast.com.